just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Nick Davies, what is up? What's going on? Happy Thursday afternoon as we record this on a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I have a, a, a few things I want to run by here. I'm curious to know uh, how you break up, not the monotony. I, I think we, we love what we do, right? So it's kind of like a pinch yourself um, situation every single day. We, we get to connect with great people and, and impact them in very fruitful ways that uh, make it very rewarding for them. So I don't want to come off ungrateful. I, I so appreciate what we do on a daily basis. But what I'd like to focus on today is like, how do we, how do we make it fun? How do you, what are things that you, you do to break up uh, maybe the rhythm that you can fall into on a day-to-day -day basis and keep, keep it light and keep it energetic uh, from your end? Well, today I had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did actually have a client reschedule because he had a he was flying and couldn't make it work. So I I put like a meditation on for 20 minutes and I like I laid down for 18 minutes. I haven't had a chance to do it for a while, so that was pretty awesome. But I had a conversation this morning with a coach, potential coach to come into Provisor Coach, and and I was talking about the fit and where he is in his life and. I said, I, I don't do anything now that I don't find that brings me joy and excitement and fun. If it, if it doesn't bring me those things, then I don't do it. Or well, that's the aspiration, of course. Like there's a, it's a, it's a constant evolution. You know? But <clears throat> and then the twist to that, you can say, well, all right, that's nice. But what happens if you need to do things? We've made a commitment. So like, well, those all those things are actually choices as well. Because if I'm not if it's not joyful and exciting and fun, then I'm not joyous, exciting and fun. Yeah. But I get a choice to be those things, right? And the kicker is that so you might say, well, that's not always great because you've got to be serious. Like, well, that's not the same thing. I can have those things at the same time, right? The, the thing for me is that when I am joyous, excited and having fun, then I'm the best version of me. So if I'm not those things, it's less value from the other person anyway. Uh. Ultimately, it's a choice. I'm going to choose to be, to have fun. You know, nothing's fun unless we're having fun. And we're the, person, we're the people that get to choose if we're having fun. So just choose to have some fun. Uh. <laughs> so for me, it's like, it's, it's in that space. And like, as coaches, we're always controlling the frame. Right? And there's not a single call that I'll go through without, smiling or joking or like something that's fun how's it for you coach do you have a i feel like it's the whole part of what we do is not being in a rhythm right it's being in a going where we need to go breaking the pattern going somewhere else we need to go breaking the pattern and, and humor is a good part of that and playing is a good part of that you know we one of the things we often share or work with clients is that we want you to play like a kid please because how do kids learn they do play 
and and then when you play you're having fun then that's when you learn and when you learn you're having fun and like it's a, a virtuous circle mm, I, yeah i like i like where you where you got to with that when kids learn by having or by, by having fun right by playing that the, the older we get the further removed we get from from our actual childhood and we might we tend to forget that right but i like something else that you shared we, we break patterns we do that every day on every coaching call anyway that's what we do and we do that by having fun so that you helped answer my question like what you do to break it up is, is you practice it and you embody it every day and and you said something else that i'd like to get a little bit more clarity on because i think this is maybe the lift from today's episode when you talk about the being the best version of yourself why is having fun and enjoyment and excitement like why is that part of the formula for being the best version of yourself yeah my mind immediately goes to well okay we've got to qualify what the best version of yourself means because i often talk about that as well you got to be the best version of yourself but you know doing doing your best is is time bound and situation specific like so your best is different one it can't be compared because every situation is unique and the version of you in that situation is unique tomorrow you might have another understanding of something else and the situation will be different you can't really compare them but it's important because if you're in a elevated emotional state then the access that you've got to your highest level of you uh, is clearer it's easier it's more intense I, if i'm not in a good emotional state i can't th think straight i'm not going to be articulate i'm not going to have good ideas i'm not going to be creative I might be functional but in that flow state that the position where that things you get things are breakthrough like it's i think it's important to have those they might not be those three emotions could be whatever emotions you choose to put you in that place but being being those things are important to me so if I'm hearing you right, to you, you said like a higher, higher version of yourself where you're articulate and creative. That can only happen when, like when I think of somebody having fun. They're they're loose, right? They're um, yeah. They're like they're embodying it. They're not thinking about it. They're you know you just you just are. You know you're not conscious. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent. That's the uh, first key pattern of our psychology, which is our physical body. As soon as you start getting in your head, you're dead. As soon as you start thinking too deeply about what you're doing, you can't get there anymore. Yeah. It's like you've got super important to practice, to train, to evaluate, to review, to practice, train, evaluate, review, repeat. But when you get to the stage of performance of whatever that is, you've got to let all of that go and just step up. Yeah. Think of it. And it comes to fighting MMA, UFC, like all that training that happens beforehand, then they get in the octagon. It's like they got a plan, game plan, but it's also coming out and they don't know what's going to happen, really. So you plug all that stuff in and then just like when you're in there, you just let it go and just see what comes out. You know? mm. <clears throat> yeah, that resonates with me. Like the, the power of the practice is the repetition. So you, when you when you go unconscious, excuse the term, right? But yeah. you like it just takes over. You're not you're not thinking about it. You're just doing right. I think about my, my coaching journey, like when I first started coaching, it took me a long time to know that it was something that interested me to becoming a coach. And I think I knew that I liked it, but I was probably missing a part of this formula where I was thinking like that, you know, once you're in your head, you're dead really resonates with me because we can outthink the hell out of ourselves. 
Like, this has got to be perfect. I need to see this. Well, what is this? I need to know how this happens. I got to see this, but I don't have clarity on this. Help me out with this. You don't need that. And it's so hard to tell somebody who's on that side of it. So, you know, that's what I might want somebody to take away who's watching this for the first time or, or hasn't been on the other side of it is go to that place or embody that place of the unknown uh, because that's where the magic happens. And you don't have to have that clarity to take that first step. It comes along the way. And even when you think you have it, it goes away anyway, and it just turns into something else. <laughs> I had a client so tell me today that he said, I'm operating at a really high level and it's a place where I, I can't, I can't afford. There's, there's, there's not, there's zero errors allowed. Zero errors allowed. I'm, I'm operating this level, but there's zero errors allowed. And from that place, what happens? Right. Cause what, what, what do we all know? Right. If you're listening to this, like, well, that, if there's zero errors allowed, well, if you go, if you go through life with that attitude, Right. Is that a game he's going to win or a game he's likely to lose when there's zero errors allowed? And it's likely, and it's likely to lose. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you're, that's your, that's your MO and you're moving towards life and you go through your life like that, there are going to be errors. So what happens when there, what well, happens your belief that there's no errors allowed and there are? What happens? What do you think, coach? You're really hard on yourself. You clam up. You you question yourself. You you're not in your best state, and that fun goes away. And the fun goes away. And then, whenever the next example is the next thing you're doing, what's the chance that you're gonna be the best version of yourself to step up? Mm. Very and, small. Right, and so like the cycle recedes. So you just want to, I say, let it happen get out there and just put yourself in that space that I love what you said that because it's going to go away anyway than what you know so I think the big thing for me because I believe that I can be put in any given situation and I'm good hmm. and it doesn't come from knowing everything right because because uh. <clears throat> that's not possible but so as soon as you think you've got to know everything you don't want to put yourself in any given situation therefore you hmm. won't be the best version of yourself anyway was that a belief, coach, before you saw results? Like you can talk about belief systems, you know, you got a chair. There's been many uh, props to prop up this chair because you've seen it. You've seen yourself work. You put yourself in situations. Now you know it to be true. What was that evolution like for you? Was there some doubt in the beginning or how did you embrace that period that we're talking about right now? Like any belief, it starts with, evidence or it starts with being convinced that someone else is convinced about that and then deciding to go on a journey of exploration taking some action that puts you down there and then just see like this glimmer of like a result or evidence and then you do it again and you do it again and it grows and grows and grows and then becomes something that's immovable right it's got so much evidence it's refutable at this point but i think it grows like anything else do you have uh, like resources or recommendations like that? I like what you said. You said, you know, uh, such with the belief that someone else is certain about it. Like how much did you surround yourself with content or material or other coaches or that, like, what was that process for you? Some of it was unintentional. Some of it was very intentional. Some of it was in the middle. I think everyone's got places in their journey if they're willing to, I mean, part of it's going to be willing to look for it. And my, 
I'm sure it's true for you, coach, right? Like in your previous versions of you in different careers and, and, and you, there's some people you interact with, you like, oh, that you gravitate to, like, oh, that, they, that seems to make sense. I don't even know really why, but I spend time with this person. They seem to, my thought is like, my original thought was they seem to have things figured out. And what I now describe, of they, they've just got certainty. It's like, where does that person get his confidence from? So yeah. I would say things like that to myself. How, how does that person, what, what is it? Like when a person walks in the room and they're like, how, how do I, what, here's a, here's an example. So working in banks for a long time, like obviously there's a hierarchy of people's titles, right? And so where I worked, it was like you had an analyst, there was a couple of levels of analysts, then you're an associate, then you're an assistant vice president, then you're a vice president, then you're a director, then you're an managing director. And then, then after that, it just got particular locations and stuff like that. But that, that, that was the main hierarchy of it. And there would be a thing where you could tell what likely what someone's title was, by their presence. Mm. And isn't that fascinating? So like someone comes in and they're acting like a director. But, but that and that's part of it because it's not really a technical thing, right? It's like it's who who you are, who you portray, what impact you have, what leadership skills there are. But that's that certainty. That's that. How does that person come in the room when it's full of other people? And now I'm looking at this person, I have no idea who they are. What do they do to make to drag me there? And now they're speaking. And everyone's listening and they're having an impact. And it's certain, like, where does that come from? What do they get? Who gave them something? Mm. Of course, it's none of those things. Right. Hmm. I want to share an experience. I think that relates, relates that. So I had a client today talking about, I'm working on a bit of a career transition for him. Okay, he's not being paid what he feels he's worth, uh, exploring other job opportunities and got an offer recently for a job that he really wants and likes and will like. Uh, for less money than he was, his vision, the vision that we set for for him. So what we came up with was, well, what was holding him back was that it wasn't it wasn't what he envisioned. Uh, now the pain is so great at his current place of employment that he might may actually take this. But where we got to was when you start working at this place, what sort of value are you going to be delivering? Are you going to be delivering the value at the salary that they start you at? or the one that you actually want. Mm. And so this is resonating with me, like, does the title, you know, lead the way to the behavior or is it the other way around, right? And it's, you know, uh, fake it till you make it might be under this umbrella of the conversation, but for him, that made so much sense. And it was clear for him that when he starts that, he's not gonna give the, the effort and the value for the salary he was hired for. He's gonna make sure that there's the path to get to the salary he wants, by providing the value for that company at that level salary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Because <clears throat> everything happens in delay. And I remember once when I there was a banking job I had, I think I left and came back because I went traveling or something. I think it was that time. I remember my boss at the time, it was a couple of levels from up from where I was. It's like, he, he was talking to me. He's like, oh, I suppose you want your title back, don't you? It's like, well, that'd be nice. Thanks. <laughs> Mike was his name. Nice guy. And he said, you know, it's funny that you only, you only get paid what you're worth when you start somewhere. Mm. In, in that kind of environment, especially when it's banks, the banks and everyone's kind of pretty close, right? You, know, you can come in at the level that you're at. After that, it's always a catch up. You do it, provide the value, then you get rewarded for it. 
And that's part of, I guess, the evidence, if you will. And that's even true in a in an entrepreneurial or a, or a sales or a business setting also, right? You've got to give the value out before you get it back. Mm. And, and from a, that's what prevents some people from going into a business type role because they think I'm safe here with a salary. I'm getting paid no matter what. Yeah. But we should get paid more as well as because they're thinking I've done the work. Why aren't you paying me? Well, there's often an actual real argument for that, but it's much more cumbersome. It becomes an argument because it's not like, like your guy could be go in there and go, okay, I'll, it's an exciting job for me. I understand the, the, the way you can pay me at right now, two hundred thousand, let's say, and but my what I, I know I can add the value for someone three hundred thousand. If I come in and add this value that I'm telling you that I'm specifically laying out by this point, does it make sense to put me to three hundred thousand if I make this much revenue in the back, whatever it is? Mm. And you can you can literally design that's a day that's how you design your life when you're not in business right that's how you take it to them i also had another story maybe it was someone came on the podcast about some guy who coached him through um executive role where where it was oh, three hundred thousand was on the table but he went back inside it needs to be six hundred thousand and got six hundred thousand <laughs> rather than it being just a band like you you never know what's actually on the table until you ask right mm. but yeah i mean that that's how you that's why it does not matter if like you might because people look at it and say well, we talk about business and entrepreneurship a lot right but you might be in a corporate role working for someone or doing something else where you, you're not the person's in charge you're getting paid a salary that's how you still write your own ticket what do you want to do what are you prepared to set out and do if i do that do i get x mm. whereas most people think about i don't want to do the extra stuff because it's not going to pay off anyway i'll mm. do it if i have to or if that's what oh that's what you've laid out for me this year then all right fine but you got it's got to be in reverse right you've got to because you might say, well, why do I want to do the extra mile? I don't know. I can't guarantee if I'm going to get paid for it. And, and the history says I'm not going to. Hmm. But the focus should be, if I do this, I get X because it gives you this. Everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a different way of looking at it than I did in the first half of my life, I'd say. Right. Um, it, it's giving it away to, to receive later. I had a client today, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, gamification and lead dials. And uh, he came up with one that I, you know took me aback a little bit. And he said, he wants to refer to other people uh, once a week or once every other week. I said, how does that get it, get you to your leg dial? Like, uh, help, help clarify this for me. And what he shared was, uh, you know, creating value for other people, knowing that it's gonna come back to him in some way, shape or form. I thought that was, that was pretty astute of him to, to recognize that. And it, it, it paused me, you know, gave me a little delay at first, but that's what we're talking about right now is, is doing that, providing the value for other people because it comes back to us. And there is a bit of that faith walk there, right? It's, it, yeah. That's what holds people back the, the most from actually engaging with that is like maybe lack of trust of people, or I've done that before and it, and it didn't, didn't work out. And to that, I would say, you know, maybe it doesn't, it's not reciprocal one-to-one, but if you're, it's one of the principles of the universe, right? If you're creating value, it has to come back to you. It has to come back to you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and it's that one-to-one -one correlation that people are looking for, right? They're going, this is it, and this is what I expect. I yeah. did that, why not getting that? Whereas they can turn around and actually it's coming back from over there. You know, it's like, oh, I had to go and take a bunch of money at my business to pay for that. Oh my goodness, that's not what I expected. And then, you know, your wife gets up 100 thousand 
bonus or something like like it's it, it you know it goes around i'm looking up particular quotes for it and one i love and i just wanted to get right was you'll get all you want in life if you can help enough people get what they want mm. and you know, some great stuff out there from that man but that's it right like just put enough out there and that's the principle but you can put parameters around that mm. if i give you this will you give me that mm-hmm. like it's like a it's a very easy conversation. If I make you a hundred thousand, will you give me twenty thousand of it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have zero. It's like, uh, but but there is a there is a depending on where you want might be in your thought process, right? There is a how's this a scam hmm. component in your revolution? Yeah. Funny, I had this conversation with my dad a while back. I think it's all about some business out there bear in mind like he's got his own business <laughs> he was we we're talking about a service or a business i said like why don't you just have them do that or like don't do it yourself have them do that it's like i, I don't know you know they're just out there to to try and scam me aren't they and it wasn't or maybe it wasn't scam but like they're just trying to get one over on you like and it was such a i don't even re, i don't even think he knew what he said mm. the context he said it in and it was like a generic aren't they that wasn't like that bit i don't think that business particularly it's like a as a standard you've got to watch because everyone's out to get you and in business everyone's really out to get you everyone's like everyone's just out for themselves right and i i'm sure those people were still out there because they're on that place in the journey but i don't experience that at all like i can't i couldn't i I can remember any time Hmm. i've experienced that but it comes from that mentality right like i said to him do you behave like that in your business like of course not so why do you expect someone else would? But if you go into it with that outcome. It's already decided. Yeah, what you focus on is what you get. Mm. Yeah, so maybe a couple of running themes here. So start out with fun and ended with like providing value for other people, knowing <laughs> that it's going to come back. So let's tie that in a bow. Is there a way that, that we can connect the two of those things? How would you connect those two? Oh, well, yeah, it's easy, right? Like have, have fun giving value to other people. Right? <laughs> so this is what we talk about with wow i think coach alicia did this a year ago so one of her dials in our gamification platform for those listening watching it, uh, um was was for her was to i think it was two wows for coaches in the team every month like so what can i do to give back to one of my fellow coaches twice mm-hmm. a month right and so that like she had fun with this part of our gamification but i think that's it right it's like there's a line to be careful of here but there's a like if you take your client clients or prospects to an event that's fun that's a social thing that's fun and, and can be can be adding value and it could be something that like you get back from as well there's a line to be ca- like careful there as well but if it's a genuine like i'm taking a camp come back to intent of course right uh-huh. if I, I, I i'm excited to go do this for you that's it i'm done but I'm giving you value, then like something's going to come back around. Like I'm having fun doing it. And and again, this also go back to the front of it. If you're not having fun giving that value, it won't be as valuable. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're having fun, then you're showing up as your as your true authentic self. That's maybe why I asked that in the beginning. I wanted to get to that point with like there's just something about it. There's a, a magnetism with people who are natural in their skin, not thinking about, you know, not self-conscious. They're just acting. In a way that's natural and it's it's magnetizing. It's almost like if, if there's one person in the room having fun, there's going to be more people. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. So that principle, give away that fun so that other people can have fun around you. 
what a what a better place we'd live in if that were the case, huh? And the win-win-win-win scenario, right? I'll just have fun, and everyone else will have fun as well. And then that you'll see them having fun, then you'll have more fun, and then there'll be more. Let's go. I had fun with this conversation. Let's go have fun and have a here. You got it. Take care. All right. Out. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.